we're going to be talking about Romans 8.13. Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. Romans 8.13 is a section of scripture I don't believe is talked about enough. There's a lot of people out there who talk in terms uh, that would strongly contradict what this verse is saying and what its context is saying. Let's read that verse so we can get into the context here. Romans 8.13 So then, brothers, we are debtors. Oops, (laughs) scratch that. For if you live according to the flesh... Romans 8.13 For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I've heard in other translations this same verse said a slightly bit different, where it says, If you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. We just got out of Romans 7 when you jump into Romans 8, obviously. But Romans 7 is all about the flesh and its power and how sin dwells in the flesh. Uh, And earlier on in Romans 8, it says that Jesus condemned sin in the flesh by his work on on the cross and that he... um, did what the law could not do, and it can he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us. And that's an incredible reality that Jesus didn't do away with the law. He actually came that it would be fulfilled. Man could not fulfill the law beforehand. Jesus said that the law is fulfilled in two commandments. First, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And second, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And it's simply in love that all the commandments of God are completely kept and that they are lived out. And Jesus did not come that we wouldn't live righteously He actually came that we would live righteously. And those who don't live righteously, according to 1 John, aren't righteous. 1 John talks about how those who practice righteousness are righteous because God is righteous. And not some kind of a self-righteousness, but a righteousness that comes from the Spirit of God. Uh, Verse 9 of Romans 8 makes this so, so clear. It says this, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. 
anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I hope that that makes it really clear that what Paul is getting at is that if we walk according to the flesh, we're actually on a path that's going to lead to death. He says in Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And sin itself produces death. It actually has a reward. It has a wage, if you will, that is death. It leads to death. And we're going to be mastered either by righteousness or unrighteousness. It's a requirement that if we want to be a child of God, that we choose to live in righteousness. Not by our own righteousness, not some self-righteousness that comes from man that really isn't righteousness at all, but a righteousness that comes from the Spirit of God, that actually comes from God Himself who is perfectly righteous and who now, because Jesus has taken away the sin of the world, and then when we trust in Him, He takes away our sin, now we're righteous and the Spirit of God dwells in us. And through Him, through God in us, we actually live in righteousness. If you're not convinced that Paul believed that if you lived according to your flesh, you would actually die and you wouldn't belong to God, you would actually be separated from God for an eternity. Read Galatians chapter 5. It talks about the fruits of the Spirit and it talks about the fruits or the works of the flesh. And Paul describes what those are, the fruits of the Spirit being love and joy, peace, patience, and you probably know the rest. <laughs> and uh, just an amazing reality of what the Spirit of God is like. And then in contrast, what the flesh then is like. And he also goes on to say that those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Which would mean that those who have not crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, they are not Christ's. They don't belong to Christ, is what that would mean. In the list of the works of the flesh, though, he talks about how different works are directly a result of the flesh and its nature. It talks about in Romans 7 how sin dwells in the flesh. And that's one of the reasons that we need a new body. Uh, the other being that our body is going to die. But it's also going to die because of the fall and because of sin ultimately too. But the works of the flesh, 
he describes, uh, one of them here is drunkenness. And that seems like such a normal thing to our culture and in our society, even sometimes in Christian, so-called Christian circles. Um, but this is a work of the flesh. And things like that, that we sometimes have thought of as being normal, are works of the flesh. It says in Revelation, I believe chapter 21 it is, that there will be those who are cast outside of the kingdom of God. He talks about sorcerers and sodomites and uh, uh, like sexually impure people. But he also talks about liars. People who, who practice lying. And that they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, it's not normally taught in our American circles. Uh, and if you read in Galatians 5, at the end of the list of the works of the flesh, he says exactly that. He says that he has told them in time past, and he'll tell them again, that those who practice such things, these works of the flesh, that they will not inherit the kingdom of God. One thing to note is practice means not just a one-time occurrence, not just a falling into it at one point. You know, it's not like, hey, you if you were to get drunk, you just lost your salvation or you're not in God's family anymore. That's not how that works. But if you are in God's family and he is your Lord and you have crucified your flesh with its passions and desires, you're not going to practice these things. And even if you were to stumble into one, that the Spirit of God who is in you will keep you from practicing that. He will not allow you to live in sin. Praise God. Something I believe that is so huge and which we have in many ways forgotten in our day is the fear of God. The fear of God is a good thing and God is all powerful. He's perfectly holy. He knows all things and to be his enemy is terrifying. It says in James 4, 6 that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. The word there for resist literally has carries the idea to set himself against just as an army would go to battle against another army. That God is going to wage war against the proud. And you think about God waging war against you. That's a scary thought. And God punishing you for your sin eternally in hell, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. We're all going to stand before God. Nobody's going to escape that day. And yet those who are going to be righteous by the grace of God alone will be those that had the fear of God. People who don't fear God, don't obey God, 
and they don't know God. Those who know God know He's to be feared. If you don't have the fear of the Lord in your life, you need to. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There is no wisdom outside of the fear of the Lord. You will have no wisdom in making choices if you don't fear God. You will walk into bad situations and you will not obey God. There are times when the only reason you don't follow your flesh isn't because you feel in your flesh like you love God so much, but it's because you fear Him. And it should be out of love for God. But there are times that the fear of the Lord is the only thing that keeps you and that keeps you walking as you ought. And I hope that as you hear this conversation about Romans Romans 8, uh, 13, that you'll realize that living in sin is a fearful thing and that walking in the flesh is a fearful thing. I've heard so many people use the phrase carnal Christian a lot and there isn't such a thing. Yes, it is possible to stumble into the flesh and I believe even to be in the flesh for a season. But you cannot stay there and practice that. And using that phrase, carnal Christian, is very dangerous. Because to be a Christian, it means to be righteous. First John says that those who practice righteousness are righteous, just as God is righteous. And that those who practice sin are born of the devil, for the devil's sin from the beginning. We need a fear of God, not not being afraid that we're not His, but a fear of God that will keep us from disobeying Him out of a holy reverence for who He is. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.